pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir! It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. Happy Monday! It's Michael Jimenez, your host, from 12 to 2. Here at halftime, we talk sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. I'm back from vacay. Was off on Friday, thanks to Rob and Jack for filling in. Hope everyone's having a good Monday, good start to the week. James Pledger is producing the show today. What's going on, James? What's going on, Mike? Dude, I tell you what, man. I am loving life right now. Absolutely loving life. I'm going to tell you why. I got off of social media. I have taken a break from social media, and a little bit later in this hour, we're going to go into that and my feelings behind that. Because not only was it a vacation from work and from San Antonio, but it was also just... just unplugging man and just going off the grid Mm -hmm. and while i was off the grid i came back and i asked myself the question well what did i miss in the world of sports well uh the spurs scored 157 points and won a double overtime game lonnie walker apparently with the greatest dunk of the year uh the spurs almost beat miami Almost be by without DeJounte Murray and sitting, you know, some starters. Jakob Pertle and Keldon Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Only their top three score. <laughs> what is it about the Miami Heat? Because the Spurs like to rest their main players when they play yeah. the Heat in Miami. And if you remember, they did that with Duncan Old, Parker, Ginobili, yeah. Pat. Like, they sat out, like, five players and won that game in Miami against, like, the big three arrow. It's because our young guys aren't old enough to go to nightclubs in Miami, okay? <laughs> they, they can't party it up in South Beach. But uh, other things that happened, the top six teams in college basketball, men's college basketball, all lost within hours of each other. There's a big, big riser in the top 25 that just got released, and that team is from Texas. And no, it ain't the Longhorns. We have a lot what? to talk about today. Longhorns look okay, man. As long as they score, as the opponent scores less than 60, the Longhorns have a chance. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, college basketball at 1230. You know, at 1245, uh, I love my wife like crazy. We went out of town because it was our 10-year wedding anniversary. But I embarrassed her this morning because I just bought a new truck, and I did something in the process that confused her, embarrassed her, but I think it's absolutely funny, and we'll get into that. There is a poll on that, so you can reach out to me at MikeESPNSA. Pledger is at I am Pledger. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Feel free to search San Antonio search, uh, Sports Star, like and subscribe, leave a comment or two. And also at 1 o'clock, Jerry Jones is finally talking about that bombshell story involving the cheerleaders that got paid off in that, con- that confidential settlement. And uh, interesting to hear what he had to say about that. We'll get into that at 1 o'clock. Baseball's on the brink. 
Will there be a season? Will Jimenez care? We'll talk about that around 1.15. But again, halftime goes from 12 to 2. My name's Michael Jimenez. I am refreshed, baby. And let's talk about the San Antonio Spurs, who tonight will wrap up the rodeo road trip and will wrap it up with a positive record, with a winning record when it comes to this road trip because the Spurs have looked good, man. Four and two since getting rid of Derek White. No, we're not going to have Derek White slander today, but it is true. The Spurs are four and two without him. And I like to think that they're four and one because one of the games that they lost, again, to the Heat was a laydown. Okay, no Keldon, no Jakob, no DeJounte Murray. They weren't trying to win that game. They were trying to rest in that game. So that being said, I'm taking a look at this right now. The Spurs right now, after this game, have eight out of the next nine games at home. And they are all winnable. Oh, my God. The Spurs are actually going to do this. They're actually going to make that play-in tournament. If they stay healthy, they're going to do it. And another big if, if Lonnie Walker continues to play the way that he has been playing, that is the lead story with this team. Yes, DeJounte has a better back backcourt mate when it comes to Devin Vassella in the starting lineup. But we need to talk a little bit more about Lonnie Walker. The last five games has averaged 20 points per game on 52% shooting and 41% from three. Sixth man of the year? No, not even close. Oh, okay. That would be Patty Mills possibly, right? <laughs> but Lonnie's looking good, man. And, I, and you know, it's so funny because I was on my way to a casino the other night uh, during the w- double o- OT game, and all of a sudden, I hear people on Twitter. I just, I just glance at Twitter again. I'm off of Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I'm off of for right now, but I, I, I sneaked over at Twitter because I have to keep track. You have of to Spurs get your Twitter. daily poll down. Yes, <laughs> at Mikey SBNSA, by the way. And everyone's like, "Oh my God, this dunk! It's the dunk of the year!" And then I looked at it. And I was like, "Oh my God, he looks." Like he just came out of college. It was so effortless when he did that dunk down the down the uh, the baseline there. Man, he is looking good. And dare I say, I'm looking at all the free agents that are available this year in the offseason, and he's one of the best ones. So pledge. I mean, are we gonna keep our own guy? Is that is is that is that what we're doing what we're doing here? Reach out to us. Kobasa Bacon phone lines are open at six five six ESPN. Again, 656-ESPN. Speaking of the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines, we are giving away tickets to see Coheed and Cambria over in New Braunfels later on this summer. Stop. Stop. What? I hate this because artists do it. Everybody does it. It is not in New Braunfels. There's no way that is in New Braunfels. Okay, Whitewater Amphitheater has a New Braunfels address, if I'm not mistaken. It's a P.O. box because it is in (laughs) 78133, which is Canyon Lake. I know I live there. That is not a New Braunfels address. Okay, well, let's just say it is uh, somewhere in either Guadalupe or Comal County. Don't know for sure. (laughs) Comal. Okay, but it's out in the sticks. Okay, the wonderful sticks because I love the Comal, the, uh, the, the Canyon Lake area. But uh, it's interesting because typically whenever we give away these tickets, it's, it's, it's like caller number or whatever, or have the best call. But my question is, who knows who Coheed and Cambria is? Like, what band Are? is it? I know. I was I'm in the middle of the conversation <laughs> here because it's a singular unit, right? I mean, is it? 
It's a band. It's a band. A band is made up of multiple. See, so is it is or are? I mean, Coheed and Cambria sounds like a cigar. Would brand. you say I don't do? Who are the? I want to find out who the Foo Fighters is or who the Foo Fighters are. God, that's a great question. Reach out to us on the Kielbasa Bacon <laughs> phone lines. Answer this question, right? It's English. It's like the word family. Is it plural or is it singular? I always get that one confused. But I do know my difference between two, two, and two. Okay. And 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 lose and loser and lo- and loose rather. God, I hate that. I hate grammatical errors, so I apologize for that. But again, if you like this band, we want to give you these tickets. But you have to call us at 656-ESPN and tell us about this band. What song do you like? Because apparently they are being described to us as like Rush, like an American version of Rush. But they have a pretty interesting look there. Coheed and Cambria, again, performing July 16th with special guest Dance Gavin Dance, who I've heard of before, by the way. But, uh, again, we are live on Facebook and on YouTube. Again, let's talk about the Spurs. You know, uh, as someone who was the mayor of Team Tank, the pilot, if you will, of Team Tank, it's weird. They tra- they got rid of half the team, and now I'm super excited about this team because I'm taking a look at it. The Trailblazers are losing. The Spurs are catching up. Now New Orleans has the 10th spot right now. Spurs are one game behind that. The Spurs have three first-round draft picks scheduled for this upcoming summer. There's lots to be excited about here. But more and more I look at it, the reason why I want the Spurs to make the play-in tournament is because I want them to play the Lakers. Wouldn't that be outstanding if the Spurs drew the Lakers in that play-in tournament and the Spurs took out LeBron James one more time? Just do it again. That would be so fitting. Because think about it, Spurs fans. If the Spurs had to go into Crypto Arena over there in L.A. with with uh, a, with a, a hurt, a beat-up team that the Lakers have there, do you think the Spurs would actually win that game? Because I think that not only would they win that game, the Spurs would win that game going away. So I'm super excited about the prospects of the Spurs taking out LeBron James one more time. I mean... It's fitting. It's A, fitting, and B... Since the trade deadline, after the first two games, if you remember correctly, I said exactly that, that the Spurs would not only make the play-in, but the playoffs, because the Lakers are plummeting towards the bottom as fast as they can, and they are easily beatable right now the Lakers by are, a team like the Spurs. The Lakers are a dumpster fire right now. Lost seven of the last ten games, last two in a row. They were booed off the court, their own home court yesterday. Um, right now, Spurs sitting at 24 and 37. Right now, New Orleans and Portland are 25 and 36. One game ahead of the Spurs. Spurs need to leapfrog both of those teams. So basically, I think if the Spurs play 500 ball the rest of the way, we'll be good. We should be good at that point. And at that point, let's make some noise because right now in the 7 through 10 spot, you have Minnesota, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. Which of these teams is scary? None of them. None of them are scary. The Spurs could take out any one of those teams, home or away, preferably away because the Spurs play better on the road, which is fantastic, man. The Spurs did really good in the rodeo road trip, and now Lonnie Walker is coming to form. Keldon Johnson seems to be healthy this time around. Last year, he kind of tailed off, seemed to get tired. But man, right now, the way the Spurs are playing and DeJounte Murray, the way that he is out there attacking the court, attacking the ball, attacking the rim, I mean, this team... Finally has hope, and I'm so excited. What's up, Pledge? 
I've got a question for you involving Lonnie because he has been playing well since the trade deadline, mm-hmm. extremely well. What do you think the the market is obviously going to be good, but what do you think the price tag on Lonnie has now gone up to if he continues to play this way throughout the rest of the regular season and, and towards the play-in and playoffs? Now, he is a restricted free agent, which means that mm-hmm. the Spurs can match whatever he gets on the on the market. And that's kind of a scary thing because the Spurs have seen players in the past go out that they would have normally have kept. But it just takes one team to go out there and just, you know, increase the price to the point where you just don't want to say yes to. Uh, remember Boban? When Boban got that deal? Mr. Marjanovic? Yeah, he got that deal and Pop told him, we know you like being here, but you got to take that money. And there's going to be a team out there that's going to offer Lonnie Walker some decent cash. If you had asked this question two weeks ago, Lonnie Walker was a four and a half to five million dollar guy. But right now, after the last couple of weeks, he's probably at about 10 to 12 million a year. I would say three for 36. And if he closes out the season the way that he has, he might be a four for 60. That's ridiculous. But it also shows that, A, there are not a lot of good players out there on the free agency market, and the ones that are available are restricted, so they can be kept. So right now, I take a look at Lonnie Walker, and I'm thinking to myself, who else fits this situation? If we can get this type of, of, of thing, because I've always said that Lonnie Walker is a 16-point-per-game player. Uh, go back. I have the receipts. I have lots of tape from halftime the past several months where I've said, you put Lonnie Walker on a different team, he could average between 16 and 18 points per game, depending on the situation that he's in and depending on the number of minutes that he gets. Without Derek White there, he's a different player. They're asking him to do different things. He's more free out there. He's getting the ball with momentum because he's a downhill runner. Lonnie Walker looks like he's, it, it is now going towards his strengths as opposed to trying to get him to do things that don't come natural to him. It's playing towards his athleticism is what they're allowing him to do. And again, what is he doing? 20 points per game, 52% shooting, and 41% from three Mm -hmm. over the last five games. Where else are the Spurs going to get this type of production in free agency? And if they do get it, it's going to cost a lot of money. I'll eat that, L. I I wrote the book on him. I I thought, you've been inconsistent. That's been the book on you. You've continued to be inconsistent this year. I didn't know Derek White's departure would not only have as profound a as an effect as it had on the starting unit, like I thought it was, I had no clue it had this kind of effect mm-hmm. on Lonnie John or Lonnie Walker. And not only that, he's playing twenty-eight to thirty minutes a game, which tells me this: the Spurs have not given up on him, and they're planning to re-sign him because, man, I mean, if if they thought that he was out the door, they didn't want his services, he'd be playing twelve minutes. But because he's out there for twenty-eight to thirty, they're gonna have to pay. They're going to have to pay, and you know what? It's it's probably going to be a good thing for the Spurs to do so. Cannot believe I'm saying that, because two weeks ago, I was off that ship, man. But we'll be talking more about the Spurs at the 1 o'clock hour. Again, the Spurs back in action tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off against the Memphis Grizzlies. DeJounte Murray versus John Morant. That's going to be fun. We'll talk more about the Spurs in the 1 o'clock hour, but ask and you shall receive. I asked, did anybody out there know who the band Coheed and Cambria is? Are? I can't figure that out. Can anyone tell me who this band is? Because we have two sets of tickets to give away. And Rob is on line one. 
Rob, I heard about two or three songs on the way to work today. Exactly. Tell me about this band. Yeah, so uh, they're a band from, I guess I want to say maybe the early 2000s in that whole like emo come up kind of phase. But they were more in the like heavier rock aspect of it towards like what they are now, almost like balladish. But honestly, what I compare them to is like if Iron Maiden and Queen had a baby, it's Coheed and Cambria. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Cambria, not Cambria, like you're talking. <laughs> Cambria. Okay. That that's exactly it because you know, pl- pl- well, stay on. Do you have his contact info? Not yet. Okay. Well, we'll grab your contact info, Rob, because you're getting tickets to go watch Coheed and Cambria out at the amphitheater over in uh, I don't know Canyon Lake area. We'll call it that. Thank you. But you know, it's it's funny because I was listening to the music on the way in on the drive. Pledger tagged me on Twitter saying that we're giving away these tickets, and I'm there going, who is this band? But it's interesting. It's a niche band, obviously. It's obviously a band that, you know, just because, I mean, I went to go see a band earlier this year called Waterparks and a band called Femme, right? No one knows who those bands are, right? There's a handful of people who are really into them, and you get into it, and those are sometimes the best shows. But it's funny because Pledge sends me this photo of what this band looks like, and it reminds me of, oh, what's that... uh, Oh, they have the helmets on. What was that band from the '90s? That oh, I'll, I'll, it'll it'll come to mind during the commercial break. But it's just one of those things where I'm taking a look at it and I'm there going, you know, these guys look very futuristic. I mean, it looks like people were reaching out to me on on Twitter Are you saying talking about Daft Punk. Yes, Daft Punk from the '90s. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna sing that that uh, I wasn't gonna sing a Daft Punk song, but you knew you knew where I was going with it. I did. I know, and you let me twist in the wind like a, a bit. jerk, man. You know, it's so funny because it, it came to mind. They have those helmets on, like Daft Punk, and Daft Punk. Who, by the way, people think that people think that because "Get Lucky" was such a huge song earlier, like five or six years ago, that they are a new band. No, Daft Punk was in from the '90s, man. Had somehow had a hit twenty years later. But thanks, Pledge, for making me twist in the wind when it comes to that. But man. Halftime again goes from 12 to 2, sports, pop culture, and nostalgia, and pledge. Here's the thing, man. I feel relaxed, man. Because, Why is that? Because not only did I have a good vacation, wifey and I went to Seattle. I had never been to Seattle before. Had no desire to ever go to Seattle because didn't know much about it. And I, I told my wife, it was our 10-year wedding anniversary, I said, pick any city you want to go to. Right, we've been to Vegas, we've been to New Orleans, we've been to Florida, we've been, you know, New York, various places, and she just picked Seattle. And I was like, okay, we're going to Seattle, and it is one of the nicest places I've ever been to in my entire life. And I know people are going to come out and say, hey, well, isn't there a problem with this and isn't there a problem with that? All cities have problems, San Antonio included. But it was clean. Everyone there was nice, and and it was family friendly. Had a great time over there at Pike's Market. Went to the Museum of Pop Culture. Dude, they had a huge exhibit to Pearl Jam and a huge exhibit to Nirvana, which was amazing because you could not only see the instruments that they played, but also the cardigan that uh, that was worn in the, the unplugged uh, uh, concerts as well that uh, Kurt Cobain wore. Uh, they had a bunch of Polaroids from their own personal photo, photo albums and things like that. Uh, just... Amazing. They also they also have a whole thing about Jimi Hendrix. You can see Jimi Hendrix handwritten notes where he's writing various songs 
so beautiful, man. And the whole area was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. They had a horror area that was dedicated to horror movies. Okay. And uh, they had a whole wing dedicated to uh, fantasy, like like Harry Potter and, and Lord of the Rings and things like that. And then you go off to the side, a Disney display of the live action stuff. Like, this is the costume that Whitney Houston wore in the live action version of whatever. This is what Brandy wore and um you know it it was it was so great man but i think the the part that makes me relax other than the fact that i had a great time in seattle and that alaska airlines is amazing which i had never flown before was that i unplugged from social media mm-hmm. and i've i have visited facebook to watch r&r in the morning this morning but aside from that i have not read anyone's posts i have not checked to see what i'm tagged in i have not been on instagram and I haven't been on TikTok in four days, and I don't miss it. I don't miss it at all. Am I old now? Yeah, you sound very much get off my lawn. No, I mean, this no, no, is, no, 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 no. It's nice. Like I went to Colorado and kind of didn't have a service where we were staying, and I got like three, four days to where I kind of got to unplug from my phone and work and emails and social media and all that stuff. So yeah. I get like the release that you get from not being on it you are aware that we are required to use these platforms because of work right right again i have been on for work purposes only okay i have not read anyone's posts i'm not looking at anyone's photos anyone's stories anyone's reels and i'm still on twitter okay because i love me some twitter but it, it it's it's funny because i just didn't pick up my phone as much mm-hmm and even when I got home last night, I didn't really pick up my phone to do much of anything, which is weird because when I am on my phone, I'm now reading the news. I'm on ESPN.com. I'm on various sites like that. It's just, I just stopped caring about still social media. I don't know. It was just kind of an instantaneous link thing, and I just did not want to do it anymore. And I, I'm, and I do it for work and for San Antonio Sports Star purposes because I love doing that, and I love watching our shows, and I love keeping up with Rob and with, with the Blitz and whatnot. But, man... I think I'm going to go a month or two without it, without making a post, without an Instagram post, without an Instagram reel, without a TikTok or viewing a TikTok. Man, the amount of time that I spent watching TikToks, what a waste of time. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun for a while, but eh, I'm done. I think this is the thing. We have to start capping a limit at TikTok. Like if you are scrolling just incessantly, because you haven't found anything worthy of staying on on your FYP. Yeah. Then turn it off after five minutes and put it away because you're not going to continually keep scrolling and eventually find something. And that's at that point, TikTok has failed you, put it away. Instead, we scroll, 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 scroll. Next thing you know, like an hour is gone. Yeah. You, you go down a, a wormhole of things. And I just look at it and I. I think that a lot of relationships sometimes suffer because we're we're just looking at our phone the entire time. You know, it's one thing for me to call up a podcast and I'm driving, call up San Antonio Sports Star or Locked On Spurs while I'm driving. That's one thing, right? But, you know, when I'm at home in bed with my wife, it's time to put away the phone. When we're out and about at dinner, it's time to put away the phone. And And I've been criticized of that in the past of, hey, man, you're on the phone way too much. But after unplugging for four days, Pledge, I don't miss it. I'm sorry, what? I was texting. <laughs> that is James Pledger. He's on Twitter right now, <laughs> at I am Pledger. He's going to make fun of me at about 1240 because... Again? Yes, because 
You know what? I'm gonna make fun of you, Pledge, because you. Right. Got, uh, here's the thing. I'm excited because I got a brand new truck. Mm -hmm. I show it to Pledge, and his reaction to it, priceless. Seemed better. Also, also <laughs> I've heard better. Uh, yeah, priceless and also mean, man. But uh, we have more to come here on halftime. When we come back, the top six teams in college basketball all lose on the same day. It had never happened before. Seven out of the top ten lost on Saturday. We'll get into that. And there's also a big riser in the AP Top 25. And also, you know, earlier we talked about Derek White. What are the odds of him actually winning a title? Because there's an organization called 538 that kind of uh, does the simulations, if you will. And they think Derek White has a really good chance this year. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Take a break from the hustle. This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. And the Gales will just have to inbound, Dave, and this will be their second ever win over the number one team in the country. And that's it! St. Mary's 67, Gonzaga 57. Game over! It doesn't matter! Michigan State has knocked off the Boilermakers. The fourth-ranked team in all the land, an all-time record crowd, sees the Bears knock off fifth-ranked Kansas tonight. 80-70 to 70 Bears are the Jayhawks. Tennessee have upset the third-ranked Auburn Tigers as Tennessee moves within a game of first place in the SEC championship race. It's over in Boulder. Down goes number two. Colorado with the win of the year as they take care of Arizona. 79 to 63 as the students come the court here in Boulder tonight. Buck Nation, it's party time in Boulder. That is fantastic, ridiculous. Learfield Sports, thank you. Courtesy to you guys for all that sound over there. Top six teams in college basketball all lose. Gonzaga, Arizona, Auburn, Purdue, Kansas, and Kentucky all lose within hours of each other on Saturday. First time that has ever happened. Number nine, Texas Tech, also lost. So seven of the top nine lost. First time that had ever happened. But, you know, it's crazy because March Madness is just around the corner. It's February 28th. March is tomorrow, which means the tournament starts in a couple of weeks or so. This is the exciting time of the year for college basketball fans. An exciting time of the year, Pledger, when it comes to gambling as well. Oh, oh, that's right. You tell me one of your favorite things to do every year is the opening weekend. Go hit a sports book in Vegas. That's exactly it, man. We go over there. We get there the Wednesday before. I have some friends who get there early because they want to do that play-in game. You know, the, the 10s against the 7s and whatnot. We had a couple of play-ins make the Final Four last year. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun because you go over there and there's so many games going on and you have all these mid majors that no one's ever heard of before taking out the four and five seeds out there. I remember last time I was there, Liberty made a run and I was winning so much money on Liberty and I was doing the whole Liberty jingle from that commercial. I was just running around drunk in the uh, casino screaming, Liberty, 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 Liberty with my winning tickets, baby. Of course you were. <laughs> I never said I was cool, man, but I am a sports fan and I'm a gambler at heart. But uh, no, March Madness is great. And it's so funny because people are taking a look at this and wanting, wanting to know, is there anything to read from this? The only thing that I read from this is that all of these teams are going to do exceptionally well in the tournament. Because one thing that I fear when it comes to the to tournament time is, man, they haven't lost in a while. They're due for a loss. 
but they can get this out of their system. Oh, you're their new guy. Yeah, I'm big time their do guy. <laughs> and I would be worried about Gonzaga. Gonzaga going in there last week had every single number one uh, uh, position from all the ballots last week. That worries me if you're Gonzaga. Who did Gonzaga lose to? They lost to St. Mary's. St. Mary's is a team that they play every year. They're in the same conference, and St. Mary's plays them well. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. Especially it... at St. Mary's. Yeah. I mean, that's not unheard of. Kansas lost to Baylor. Of course, Baylor's a great franchise, a great program. Defending Def- national champion. Defending champion was also ranked at the top 10. So some of these were not unheard of, right? These weren't like ultra surprises, but it's one of those things where they all lost on the same day, which made it special. Looking at the new top 25, according to the Associated Press, right now Gonzaga is still number one. Again, you can hold on to number one when two, three, four, five, and six lose. It's amazing <laughs> how that happens. Arizona stayed at number two, but the big mover, going up seven spots, the defending champion Baylor Bears, gone from 10 to 3. Essentially, they've gone from being a three-fringe two-seed into the driver's seat for a one-spot in the tournament. Baylor, with four first-place uh, ballots there. Duke has 11 first-place ballots, but is somehow fourth behind Baylor. So again, it's Gonzaga, Arizona, Baylor, and Duke. Uh, Auburn is at five, Kansas, Kentucky, Purdue, Providence, and Wisconsin round out the top 10. Texas Tech is at 12, Houston at 14, and the UT Longhorns drop one spot to 21. Question for you, Mike. What's up? You just mentioned and riled off the whole brand new top 25. Yeah. Who are your favorites going into the tournament right now after this wild weekend? Has it shaken what you believe can happen in the tournament? The team that I like the most out of here, because I'm not a big fan of cheering for the favorites. The best win I ever had pledge when it came to college basketball was back in 2003 when I bet 50 bucks in December before before everything got all crazy that Syracuse would win the national title because I liked this guy on there named Carmelo Anthony. That's how old I am. I bet on Carmelo Anthony's Syracuse team at 30 to 1 odds, and I hit that one, which was amazing. Um, I'm a big fan of, of cheering for these teams that, that are three seeds, four seeds. Cheering for a one and two seed just doesn't do anything for me. Cheering for the Blue Buds doesn't do anything for cheering me. cheering for. But that, that I think could run the table. Both cheering for and could run the table. I'm looking <laughs> at Texas Tech. I like watching Tech Attack play, man. They do a fantastic job out there. They're exciting. They have fans that'll travel. I bet you they'll be making their way whenever uh, tournament time comes. So I'm looking at looking forward to seeing what Texas Tech can do out there. Uh, taking a look at Arkansas. Arkansas is a very interesting team. But then again, you and I have been watching certain teams out there because we were part of Team Tank, so therefore we were watching teams like Auburn for Jabari Smith. We were watching Gonzaga for Chet Holmgren. And we were watching Duke for Paulo Banchero. It's interesting because I take a look at those three teams and... Those three teams may very well be part of the Final Four. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be epic if the three biggest prospects in the NBA draft this year made it to the Final Four or the Elite Eight? That would be incredible. But chances are one of them is going to fall off, and that might hurt their draft stock. Paulo Banchero, it, it's, it's fascinating watching him play because he can take over a game. And I watch Duke, and it's like he's invisible for about 20, 25 minutes of the game. And then for 10 or 15 minutes, he becomes a god on the court. (laughs) 
And I don't know if it's because the way the defenses work in college basketball, whether that translates, because they're double and triple teaming him. They're playing zones against him to prevent him from getting the ball. So because of that, they take him out of the game, you know, and, and, and that's not going to work in the NBA, but when he does finally get the ball or they may, they move him around so that he's not playing post up when Paulo gets the ball and he has a full head of steam to go, he's unstoppable. Chad Holmgren, who I thought earlier in the year was going to be like the next Darko Milicic, like that's going to be the, the, the cautionary tale. And right now, oddly enough, I saw some mock drafts saying that Detroit would draft him, which would be so funny because you know those comparisons would happen. Chet Holmgren at seven feet and probably weighs about a buck twenty. I don't know what he weighs, buck fifty, buck sixty. I don't know what it is, but the guy is a hieroglyphic on the basketball court. He is amazing. Offensively and defensively. I saw I saw this one website describe him as a cross between Dirk Nowitzki offensively and Marcus Camby defensively. That's a unicorn right there. It is, but it's defense. It's not like Camby in a, in a sense that he doesn't get down there and bang with you. He's very cognizant of how to use his his length, and he is just very, very good with body position. Chad Holmgren's seven feet tall. He lets you go by. He will he will block you from behind like LeBron every time, every time, and he doesn't foul you. I mean, and Gonzaga is a very disciplined program there. Uh, Jabari Smith, though, that is the one player where you look at and you think to yourself, that guy is a star. He is going to be an all-star in the future. I'm not saying he's going to be the best player in the league because I think that Chet Holmgren and Paolo Banchero probably have higher ceilings. But the lowest floor, I mean, the highest floor, rather, is Paolo Banchero, is is, is uh, Jabari Smith, rather. Jabari Smith, he looks, I don't know, I, I'm trying to figure out who he, who he reminds me of. Kind of Grant Hillish. You know, he's just somebody who's just very fluid with the ball. It, it looks natural. Everything that he does, there's no herky-jerky motion like Chet Holmgren does, sometimes does. There's no there's no start and stop like Paolo Banchero. He just looks very fluid. He looks like a like a Tracy McGrady was, like, like Grant Hill, just someone who's very comfortable being the distributor, very comfortable being the, the one who catches, and he can knock down threes. It's going to be a great draft this year. Spurs hold on to three first-round draft picks. You know, right now the Spurs are slotted at the eight spot, right? And then you take a look at the other two, they're probably in the 18 to 19 range. Uh, but you never know. Spurs could have those those two in the teens might drop down to 16 or 17 when it's all said and done. That Boston one, though, might go off to the 30s because if you what? believe, if you believe what 538 has to say, now for those who don't know, 538.com, they basically crunch numbers. That's what they do both in sports and in politics. And they were crunching numbers, and I was taking a look at their website this weekend. And right now, they have, according to their algorithms, according to their math, the number one team that they have to win the NBA Finals this year is the Boston Celtics, who right now are, are, are on track to be 49-33 and 33 for the year. That's not normally a record that you would get for, for a, an NBA champion. But right now, they have... As a chance of winning the finals, the Celtics at 18% chance. They have the Suns at 16%, the Nuggets at 13, Bucks at 12, Heat at 11, and the 76ers at 10%, and then it drops off after that. 
Here's the thing. With what you've seen since the trade deadline, how the Celtics have looked so completely different. Right. Would you be shocked if they made a run in the in the postseason? No, I wouldn't be surprised because this is one of those trades that the Spurs made there where this is it is possible that there are two winners in a trade. It doesn't have to be where one team wins and one team loses. The Spurs got better because of the trade, and the Celtics got better because of the trade as well. And when you take a look at these these algorithms, they're basically talking about how these teams can play if they maximize their potential. And they're looking at the Celtics and thinking to themselves, this team, if they get everything in order and all things fall into place, that all the pieces of the puzzle come together, that they're the most powerful team out there in the Eastern Conference. Which is crazy because right now, they're the sixth seed in the East. But they're five games behind the number one spot, which is currently held by the Miami Heat. The 76ers are looking good. I mean, the 76ers are, are looking really good. Right now, Joel Embiid, yeah, is, Joel Embiid is, is talking about saying that they are unstoppable. But, I mean, they're playing bad teams right now. They look unstoppable against bad teams. But look at how bunched up it is. In the Western Conference right now, the separation between number one and number two, Phoenix and Golden State, is six games. That's separation between one and two. In the East, the top six teams are separated by five games. The Heat are number one. One game behind that is Chicago. One game behind that is Philadelphia. One game behind that is Cleveland. One game behind that is Milwaukee. One game behind that is is the Celtics. Insane. And there can be moving around. So right now, the Celtics can be six. Look again next week. They could be three. And here's the thing. If you look at it, is there a better twosome outside of Harden and Embiid or maybe Kyrie and, and Durant? Other than Jalen Brown and Jason, Jason Tatum? Tatum? Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that because the, the Celtics roster right now is complete. It, mm-hmm. it is finally complete. And the Celtics have been hoarding draft picks for so long. And it's it's amazing that they that they finally got something going. Because it took forever. We were like, dude, do something. Sam Presti's been doing that with Oklahoma City too, hoarding all these draft picks, but not doing much of anything with it. They finally did something, and they got a player that complemented everything that they're doing in Derek White. And I'm happy for Derek White. Again, 538 believes that the Boston Celtics, as of now, has the best chance of winning the NBA title compared to any team in the NBA. And we both said it for most of the NBA season while the Celtics were struggling trying to figure out what was wrong with them. We've both said... This is a team that lacks a true point guard, a guard that can distribute the ball and get them into their sets. They finally have it, and it is paying impressive dividends as of right now. Yeah, Celtics playing well with Derek White. Spurs playing well without him. That's just the way it is. It was a trade that was won by both teams. Hey, we got another hour and 15 minutes to go here at halftime. Sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. When we come back, we'll be talking about uh, how I embarrassed my wife in purchasing a truck this weekend. I just drove it off the lot this morning. And also, at 1 o'clock, we finally hear from Jerry Jones, who talks about that bombshell report, how the Cowboys paid off some cheerleaders after one of the team's senior execs was accused of spying on them, of peeping on them. This is Halftime on the San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Your home for sports talk is right here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. College basketball is on San Antonio Sports Star. Tonight, catch the 20th-ranked Texas Longhorns 
take on the 10th rank. Oh my god, these rankings are wrong. Well, I wrote it this morning at like 5. Okay, I believe that is the... This just recently came out that they updated the rankings before the show started. <laughs> Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. 3 ESPN, and 21, there you go. ESPN AM, 1250, 103.3 FM, on the go at com. James Pledge is telling me to read this, and it's all factually incorrect. It's the 21st-ranked Texas Longhorns against your third-ranked defending champion Baylor Bears. Tip-off set for 8 o'clock. But it starts at 7.30 with pregame here on San Antonio Sports Star. Again, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. That is the turnover chain pledge. You have to turn no, over chain yourself because it's you gave me something to read that's not factual. That's on you. You should pre-read something. Oh, my God. You gave me this like five minutes ago. Welcome back to the show. This is Halftime Sports, Pop Culture, and Nostalgia. You know, I came into the station day all relaxed and refreshed because I'm back from a little mini vacay Wifey and I, 10-year anniversary, we spent in Seattle. And then today, I picked up my brand new truck. And I, I pull into the station, and I said, hey, Beautiful. I said, hey, Pledge, you come outside, open the door for me, and, and come check this out. And he goes, why don't you have your key? I'm like, dude, I'm just telling you to come out because I want to show you my truck. And does he celebrate it? Does he say, hey, man, this is nice. Or, wow, that new car smell. No, he sits there and rains on my parade because I'm like, he goes, wasn't this just like your other truck? Well, what else did you say? I was like, this is just like your other truck, only it's gray. <laughs> it looks the exact same. I traded in a 2019 Toyota Tundra that was red. I'm sorry, Toyota Tacoma that was red for a 2022 that is gray and all pimped out, man. It's black wheels. You know, it has the it, red it, one had black wheels, though, right? Uh, no, it had like a silverish. Thing to it all but but this looks nicer has a nicer interior it has a stronger engine i mean the second i got on i-10 it was like vroom, and i drove it off the oh, lot i'm supposed to know that by looking uh, at dude, it dude i got super excited about it but then rudy j comes outside along with rob thompson and they're like oh my god it's a brand new truck and they gave me the exact the exact uh i don't know praise that i was looking for mm -hmm. the exact type of thing you know the the friendship they were showing they were being really good friends they got inside the truck you know they 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 were checking out the wheels they touched the truck you know rob thompson saying oh i love new car smell and was all excited going you know moving the seats around seeing if he would fit because he's a big dude he's a tall guy mm -hmm. that's what i expected from you pledge uh -huh. and instead you're like dude this is just like your other truck congratulations mm. thanks man well, is it because i outshined your shoes i mean your shoes well, were were like that was what you wanted to talk about today, because you have brand new Jordan. I did. I did. And um, not only that, but during your social media purge, you didn't respond. You didn't respond when you got back on social media and into the group chat. You didn't respond in any way to any of my new shoot -em. <laughs> And instead, you walk in to one-up my new shoot -em. <laughs> Okay, first of all, first of all, to react to something on the WhatsApp... There needs to be within like a two-hour time frame. If I'm jumping back on it and you posted something 10 hours before, do you really want me to post on there, hey, man, nice shoes. I really, really like them. 10 hours later. Yes. No, man. That's yes, not how I that would. work. I would like Statute my flowers. Statute of limitations The same way out. you want your flowers, I want mine. Okay. Well, I wanted to have like a, hey, an attaboy, a congratulations from you. Got nothing of it. But thankfully, oh, same. thankfully, Rudy <laughs> J and Rob Thompson were here to hang out and, and, and be, be good friends when it came to it all.
But, you know, the funny thing is, is that throughout this whole process, it took me about four business days to finalize this transaction simply because I was on vacation and they are closed on Sundays and things like that. And you talked with my wife on Friday and mm -hmm. she said that she was mortified when I bought the car, the truck, because I used a coupon. And to be fair, I agreed with her in the moment because that's embarrassing. Is it embarrassing? It's a little embarrassing. Because I reached out to Twitter. You saved like 67 cents on your car payment with I, it? I reached out to Twitter and I put a poll out there this morning. And believe it or not, more than 100 people have voted. And 69% of people said, save that money that no, it's not embarrassing. 3% called me a cheap ass and you're one of the 3%. <laughs> and the remaining 28% were like, wait, there's coupons to buy a truck? Also, that falls to me, too, because I had no clue that there were car coupons. Yeah, I did not know that that was a thing either. But what ended up happening was my prior lender, uh, which is which was Toyota, by the way, they sent me a coupon saying, hey, if you buy a new vehicle between now and April 4th, give this to the sales rep and you get $750 off, which, by the way, saved me almost $10 a month in my payments. That's $10 a month, baby. Come on. Gas prices are rising. I need to offset that crap. Well, you should have offset it with a non-truck that won't guzzle 13 miles of the gallon. Dude, and people ask me, why do you get a truck, man? <laughs> we know you. you know? I'm like, dude, I go to Home Depot, man. That's for my Home Depot run. That is for my Costco run. I'm not hauling you know, lumber. I'm not pulling, you know, I'm not towing a boat or anything like that. But I'm super excited I got that Toyota Tacoma. It is gray with black wheels. It looks nice. It looks sweet. I'm all about it. I took it by my wife's work after I picked it up today, and she was pretty impressed by it all. But, man, the question is, can I keep that thing clean? The, no, the question is, because your wife obviously finds it embarrassing, and I did it first, too. But after some time to process what had happened... And take into everything that I know about you, whether it's bringing your own cheese for a taco or the 37 sticks of deodorant that you came back from the Super Bowl with. Free deodorant. Like, this this is who you are. She should not be shocked by this. Well, I think the whole process of, they're saying, it's going to cost this much. Do you agree to the, with the price? And I'm like, yes. Oh, but wait. I have a coupon. And to, and to, to two-hand push it forward and go here please apply that and when the sales rep looks at me and says who by the way is a family friend i don't see these very often <laughs> well here's the other thing if you let them know up front that you have a coupon they're gonna try and build that into the price so then when they take it off they're not losing anything by giving you the final price and then you presenting the coupon Veteran you made move. sure you got it veteran move because again i say it all the time that's how they get you that is how they get you we have another hour of halftime to go on san antonio sports star hey uh we have another set of tickets that we're going to give away in the one o'clock hour to uh what's the name of the company the brand the band uh coheed and cambria coheed and cambria again if you know who they are we want to give these tickets to fans okay coheed and cambria again it sounds like a cigar brand We'll give away another set of that. But, man, we need to get into Jerry Jones because Jerry Jones, the dude can have a microphone at any point, but he waited a while to give his reaction to the whole bombshell report that they paid off some cheerleaders. We'll get into that when we come back. And also, 
We'll dig into other things. My trip to Seattle, the Nirvana display, the Pearl Jam display, amazing. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Michael Jimenez, Halftime. It's hour number two of Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. We're on the go at SASportsStar.com. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host till 2 o'clock. James Pledge is producing this show. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. Search San Antonio Sports Star, like and subscribe. Leave a comment or two, but at least be nice with those comments. Because right now, I am getting roasted. Because people are asking the question... Did I buy my wife the Bronco? Oh, they got memories. <laughs> what did you say in the break? They're like elephants. They have <laughs> long memories of what I, what I have to say. The answer is I have not bought her the Bronco yet. Okay. Uh, we oh, got, so it's still a thing. Yeah. Well, we got a phone call from the dealership saying, hey, the Bronco is ready to be sold. Uh, ready, you're, It's ready for you, sir. And I said, okay. And they said, come in and you need to buy it in the next 24 hours. And oh, by the way, no modifications can be made on it. And also, the price is more than we originally stated. So I went in there thinking it'd be a $58,000 vehicle, which was, I mean, super expensive for me anyway. But when it jumped up to 70, couldn't do it. So we're going to have to like redesign one for her. So it's not me being cheap. It's just the fact that we're not going to use certain things that were on there. So we couldn't just like build it on our own. It's not like the Bronco is so far um there's a long waiting list for it i mean you have to wait like six to nine months to get the vehicle in so i'm looking forward to that i'm hoping to get one by the end of the year but it's going to be a process welcome back to halftime we do sports pop culture and nostalgia here you know uh getting back from seattle was amazing pledge the nirvana exhibit over there Ooh, for someone who was 14 15 years old when they became big I mean, my wife, after a while, told me, she goes, you can't read everything. Let's go. Let's go to the next exhibit. And I was like, no, this is the only exhibit yeah. that matters. Yeah, that's one where I wonder, I don't need to read everything, but with Nirvana, I need to read everything. Because when I heard there was an exhibit, I thought there'd be like a few things, like a couple of guitars or whatnot. But you walk into this room, and this is at the Museum of Pop. They call it Mopop in Seattle. You walk in there, and it's a huge room. It's a circular room. And in the middle, you have the drums that Dave Grohl would play. And then you go off to the side, and it, and it gives like a chronological thing about the band, how they formed original members. Uh, and then you can see actual demo tapes of what they did, of, 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 of them performing, and posters and whatnot of, of performances that they had. But then you go into the mannequins, and the mannequins are wearing the cardigan that he wore in you know the 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 uh unplugged from mtv unplugged uh the guitars that he played and that that chris Novoselic played and dave grohl and his drumsticks and uh it, it goes on to how courtney love and grohl and Novoselic and all them have donated their own personal possessions to the exhibit where you see their family photos and private moments and, and everything is so great because everything has a caption to it. And you can go, wow. And, and you're looking at Polaroid after Polaroid. This is them in Germany. This is them in France. And there's videos of interviews going on where you can hear their voice talking about what it was like to be 
a sensation. And they basically said, we did not try to become mainstream. Mainstream became us. You know, like, like we didn't walk that direction. It came to us and we, it was lightning in a bottle. And it was so moving because, you know, when Kurt, when Kurt Cobain died, that was probably the first time I had a celebrity death that really meant something to me. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the biggest Nirvana fan in the world. Though, you know, Heart Shaped Box is my favorite Nirvana song. I love all apologies. And obviously, you know, all the classics, you know, Teen Spirit and whatnot. Um, but I have those CDs growing up. You know, I had the Injured Rose CD. I had, you know, uh, you know the, 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 these albums. And I was so excited to, to see it. And, and, and when you see, a, uh, when you see the, the cardigan, when you see these jackets and whatnot, it's like, my God, they, that's what they wore. Like, that's what, like, the MTV Unplugged, which I've seen so many times in my lifetime, that was it. It came to life. And then you walk out of that exhibit, and right next to it is a Pearl Jam exhibit. And that's different because we still have Eddie Vedder. And it, it talks about, it focused not on the band and all the glory and all the songs that they did. It focused on the charitable things that they've done for homeless people in the Seattle area. And it's, it's so fascinating when you see all these posters of past concerts that are there. One of the weird concert ones that I saw was a, it was a poster. It says, tonight, it was Soundgarden, Ice Cube, and Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine being at that concert in 1990 or 1989? I would have loved to have been at that concert. So much of what, of what Pearl Jam did back in the day was with Soundgarden. And, you know, I, I look back at our, our 90s musicians, from Lane Staley to Chris Cornell to Scott Weiland to, you know... Um, you know, to the singer from Blind Melon, to all of these singers have all died. And I, I, I make this joke a lot that we need to have Eddie Vedder and Dave Grohl in bubble wrap because we can't lose them. You know, because if we were to do a nostalgic tour, there's not a lot of bands left out there. I mean, we still have Red Hot Chili Peppers still doing their thing. Uh, we still have uh, Alice in Chains. I'm mean, not Alice in Chains, uh, Jane's Addiction, rather. Uh, you know, Smashing Pumpkins is still around. Uh, and they, and they're still performing, but Pearl Jam is, is, is probably of our generation, the best band that's still around. And, uh, to me, they're on my Mount Rushmore of greatest bands of my lifetime. And so going to the museum of pop culture was so fascinating because I mean, there was more than that. I mean, there was, you know, there was tributes to horror movies and to Disney and to, um, there was so, there was so much for everything. They have an exhibit, an exhibit, like a sculpture. That's probably about 30 feet tall, and it's made up of 700 electric guitars and ukuleles and... and uh, like Famous ones from people that played shows or just some of general? Some of them may be part of it. Um, I saw one that said Stone Temple Pilots on it, so I'm assuming that that was one. But it's 700 that are lined up like a kind of like a flower, you know, up to the top. And there's other instruments in there. I saw a couple of French horns, saw some keyboards, but most of it are guitars. And you walk around that museum, and there's, hey, look, this is Buddy Holly's guitar. This is photos of him performing with that guitar. And you go into the Jimi Hendrix, uh, Hendrix uh, exhibit, and you have handwritten, handwritten um, lyrics. Obviously, he's trying to figure out what he wants to say. And then you see him scratch out a word and then add another word, and they're all framed. And they have, like, the boards that were used to, to record the music. What a, My Mopop was amazing. 
And on top of that, they have a, 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 a stage there where they have performances there and they have local underground bands go over there and perform. And it's just a, it's just a fascinating place to be. But man, Seattle, uh, my wife and I are going back this summer. Did you catch a fish? Did not, but I was standing by the people who were doing that. And going to be honest with you, a little bit afraid of fish. Okay. I mean, I don't like seafood. I, I just don't like the texture of a fish. So for them to be throwing a 10 pound fish my way, I probably wouldn't catch it. I'd probably be staring into the eyes and the mouth and whatnot and freak out about it. But uh, I saw what, where they were doing it, and it was fun. I was watching other people do it. But uh, nah, man, it wasn't going to be for me. It, I, I would have dropped it, and it would have been on video, and you all would have made fun of me and all that stuff. But uh, That's why you should have done it. <laughs> no, content, baby. Content. No, but going up and down the market was amazing. The Asian food over there, incredible. So, And it's funny because I never thought Seattle would be a place that I would enjoy. I didn't know much about it other than underground music. That's true because you openly stated on this show that you were not excited about this trip. I would go on to say that that's probably my favorite place that I've visited in the U.S. maybe ever. See? It's crazy. It's crazy. And then they have the casinos out there. My wife, we went out there for a 10-year wedding anniversary. We had a nice steakhouse. We had this Wagyu platter. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Wagyu. Wagyu platter. And it had a six-ounce Japanese Wagyu, a six-ounce American, and a six-ounce Australian. And they sliced it up for you. And you had the, the baked potatoes and all that stuff. It was great. Spent a lot of money there. Had a lot of drinks there. We leave that we leave that restaurant, which is at a casino, and we only have a few hours to be there because we took a shuttle out there. And my wife won. Wait, they have casinos there. Yeah, a lot of them. Okay, but they're I all, didn't know gambling was legal in. They're they're all Seattle. they're all not in the city limits. They're all within thirty to forty five minutes outside of it. So they have shuttles that take you to and from. They're all Indian reservations. Oh, okay, okay. And uh, so it's like Cachada. No, this is more. Oh, oh Cachada. Yes, I was. I thought you were thinking Kickapoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, that's the same thing, right? No, no. Not an Indian casino? It is, but, but Kickapoo is tragically awful. It, it, it is It is not. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. It is not fun over there, okay? This segment brought to you by? <laughs> I know, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we welcome a sponsorship. <laughs> like, change my mind. They have a nice poker room that I've won at in the past. No, but th- this is a very nice casino. I mean, it, it is not like... Vegas Strip, where it's all ritzy, but it's really nice, and they had all the different like games there. Clean and uh, well, it, it's weird because in Texas or in San Antonio, at least, there's no smoke anymore. You know, we go to bars right now, we go to a club, there's no more smoking, and it's weird going to an area where they do allow it, and people still smoke cigarettes over there. And, oh. and so that's the one th- thing that was weird was that I was like, man, there's a, a smoking section, non-smoking section. But you know, played pike out, played blackjack, played some craps, had a good run at craps. But my wife won twelve hundred bucks playing playing uh, slots all within ten minutes. She bailed. She's like, "I'm done playing. I want my twelve hundred bucks. We're done." Nice. It paid for the trip for the most part, so it was good times. But uh, Seattle, man, what a town! I'm gonna go back this summer. May hang out there for a few days and then drive up to Vancouver. I'm going to keep this because this is what I do. I keep you honest mm-hmm. in life. So next time you're viscerally mad or upset about a trip that you've never been somewhere before, and you're like, man, I don't even want to go. I'm going to be like, remember Seattle? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Keep an open mind. It could be the greatest trip of your life. 
Yeah, it, it, it's it was fun, man. Seattle is way way up there, and Alaska Airlines, man, I don't care. I I can't take my wife on another airline ever again. What? It was amazing. It was that good. And I joked about getting paying extra for the four extra inches of of uh, of, uh, of 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 room. It came. It came, man. Did the coupon? Did the casino accept coupons? <laughs> All right, Boteo Franklin on Facebook. Thank you for that. Which is funny because you know I'm going out there, and we're doing eight dollars and eighty cents every pull of the slot machine. You know, oh, so because you had a forty cent coupon. No, well the the, <laughs> the thing is is that you know if you want to win, you got a max bet, baby. You can't be sitting there playing the penny slots and doing only forty cents at a time. You know, you gotta. It's an investment, babe. So do you do you have a new sports love? Yes, the Kraken. I am now a card-carrying member of the Kraken fan club. I bought my first Kraken t-shirt. Where do they play again? They play at Pledge Arena in Seattle. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Oh, and then the other thing I, I did, I bought a Seattle Supersonics t-shirt while I was there. They still have those. Yeah, and I was so mad because I wanted the green one. It was like green with the with the classic logo. Yeah, yeah. They the didn't green ha- and, and gold. And, and yeah. They didn't have it in my size, so I got a black one that had the, the logo on there. It's mm. not it's not as classy or classic as the other one. It's still vintage, but it's not as vintage as the old green one. Speaking of which, remember when we went to the mall? Yeah. And we went into the it was either the, Champs or Yeah. Uh, they had the Sean Kemp. They had stuff. the Sean Kemp retro old school Super Sonics jersey we love. Yeah, it was fantastic. Man, I, I absolutely love Seattle. Great time. I'll be back sometime in July or August. But welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. We talk sports, pop culture, nostalgia. Got a little bit nostalgic there talking about uh, Pearl Jam and about Nirvana. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, dig deep a little bit later. Did you know that there is a video, uh, not a video game, but a, a word game, if you will, that is named after a, a current Spur player? For those of you who know what Wordle is, which is a very, very popular word game. Yeah, I know. You keep spamming me on my social medias with it. There is a sports version of it all <laughs> called Purtle, and they named it after Jakob, which was amazing because I showed it to Rob Thompson a little while ago, and he was all about it. We're going to get into that in about 15 minutes. You're going to have to explain minutes. this to me because I don't, I don't understand because I don't play Wordle. Yeah. So I don't understand the the concept of Purtle. During the break, I have to show you how Wordle works, and then you'll understand how Purtle works. Okay. Okay, because you kind of got Purtle first without knowing what Wordle is, and it's, 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 it's a fascinating game. Both of them are fascinating games. I mean, I'm addicted to both now. This feels like something I would be watching on, like, the Game Show Network. Yeah, it would be. It would be, no, <laughs> it would have to be, like, on ESPN. Remember when they had, like, uh, uh, you know, Stump the Swami or whatever that guy? Ah, Stump the Schwab. Schwab, yeah, yeah. But, uh, hey, you know, it's funny. Let's get back into sports or sports-related type stuff. Uh, you know, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys, the Jerry, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, he's the kind of guy who can get a microphone in his face at any point. If he wants to be on the radio right now, he will get on the radio. If he wants to be on TV, they'll give him that access. So it was kind of strange when this whole bombshell report came out where it is revealed by ESPN that the Dallas Cowboys paid $2.4 million to a group of cheerleaders because an exec for the Dallas Cowboys was accused of spying on them, on peeping on them while they were undressing during a Dallas Cowboys event, a team event. ESPN revealed that this was uh, a, a gentleman who had been accused of other things in the past, 
And Jerry Jones took his time because we thought, you know, hey, he, if he wants to talk about Dak Prescott, he can get in front of a microphone at any point. But he took a while this time. But finally, he's addressing the allegations and he's addressing the payout. Well, first of all, the cheerleaders are an iconic, a vital part of what our organization is, the Dallas Cowboys. And so we took these allegations very seriously. We immediately uh, began a look-see, an investigation into uh, the situation. Uh, I can assure you that had we found that it need be, there would have been uh, firings or there would have been suspicion. Uh, as it turns out, uh, in the best interest of uh, our cheerleaders, uh, in the best interest of uh, the organization, uh, in the best interest of our fans, uh, what we decided to do was show the cheerleaders how seriously we took these allegations. And we wanted them to know that uh, uh, we were real serious, and so the settlement uh, was the way to go. Memo to Jerry Jones. Um, if you're referring to an investigation involving peeping on cheerleaders, don't call it a look-see. I mean, he said a look-see, dude. You and I looked at each other and started laughing because this is a serious topic, and he used that phraseology for it all, man. A look-see? We did a look-see? Dude, the person who was accused of this, Rich Dalrymple, a former Dallas Cowboys vice president, he was accused of doing a look-see, an illegal <laughs> one. <laughs> That's what a look-see is, okay? Maybe use the phrase uh, serious investigation. We, we, overturned, we turned over every stone. We should have done that. But instead, he called it a look-see. But uh, that's Jerry Jones for you. Uh, but again, Rich Dalrymple was the person who was accused. And uh, he has basically denied every single allegation. And he, lo and behold, retired this past February, a few weeks ago. Kind of surprised everybody with that, with that uh, retirement. But man, it's a bad look. Um, it's one of those things where will this have legs or not? I believe that it does. Four cheerleaders were the ones who cashed out. They both got, or the, all four of them got just under $400,000 each as part of this settlement. Their spouses had to sign non-disclosure agreements. The cheerleaders themselves signed non-disclosure agreements, but ESPN got a copy of the agreement and ran with it. Hey, a uh, couple other topics to talk about here in sports. You know, uh, Derek Jeter. Apparently, he needs a new job. Oh, that's right. You love baseball. I forgot about this. Yeah, but these are fun topics. <laughs> Derek Jeter is no longer the Marlins CEO and shareholder. So he has sold all 4% of his equity stake in the team, stepping down. You know what? Maybe that means he's going to use that time and money to buy more gift baskets, you know, hang out with the ladies. I don't know what, what's up with Derek Jeter these days. Is he married? Is he? And would that stop him? Come on. <laughs> This is Derek Jeter, man. I mean, he's got an all-time, like, starting nine. Mur like, he can field a baseball team. Murderer's Row. I mean, we've talked about it. If we could be any athlete in his prime at any point, wouldn't it be Derek Jeter because of who he was? He was New York. I mean, the ladies loved him. The fans loved him. The media loved him. No, but Derek Jeter went out there and was trying to turn around the Miami Marlins franchise, and it's kind of hard to turn around a team that doesn't spend money. But speaking of spending money, that's apparently what the owners don't want to do in Major League Baseball because there is a lockout going on 
And if it is not resolved by today, we are getting word that there will be some games, some regular season games missed this season to the point where the owners are now saying that now a month might be missed because they are so far apart. Again, there's concerns about there being a de facto or kind of a quasi uh, salary cap that's been implemented that the players don't like. The players want to have higher uh, minimum salaries. They want to have more access to some of the revenue that's going on. And they're basically saying, the players are saying, hey, we're getting paid a little bit less every year. Meantime, baseball owners are getting more and more revenue. So the players want to have a, you know, an equal share, if you will. It's kind of a weird thing, man, because normally I'm on, on the side of players. But the baseball players make a lot of money compared to NBA and, and NFL players. They have the best of the collective bargaining agreements in terms of who it favors. Baseball players, they've won. They they are far above what NBA and especially NFL. NFL comes at dead last when you talk about who has the most power in the league. I think baseball has their players have the most power in the league. And I get it. The baseball players don't want to cede any of that the territory that they have. And I understand the owners want to get back some of what they gave up back in the past. But can I say this, man? I'm super excited about this lockout. <laughs> super excited. I mean, Major League Baseball was my favorite growing up, man. I mean, I was a Houston Oilers fan what growing up. What did this to you? You know, the Texas Rangers being one strike away from being World Series champion. Really? Yeah, man. At that point, that was the the nail in the coffin for me when it came to baseball. I just don't like Major League Baseball anymore. I love so going to the games. Because you were so close. So if the New Orleans it's beyond that. if the New Orleans Saints were on the one yard line and threw an interception that lost the game with two seconds left, would you just stop following football because of oh, it? Oh, you're referring to Seattle. The Seattle Seahawks did that, right? Uh, no, it, it's beyond that, man. It, it's the fact that baseball does not have a salary cap. It, it's the fact that there are teams that, that out that outspend other teams by two or three times, man. That's the problem that I have. It's not a competitive thing. Back in the 90s, when it came to the NFL, the Niners and the Cowboys outspent everybody. And who won the Super Bowls those years? The Cowboys and the Niners. No kidding. They were spending the most amount of money. It wasn't because there was great coaching or because of trades. I mean, the Herschel Walker trade did help the the, the Cowboys in the early nineties. That that you cannot deny that. that okay, <laughs> I was about to say. but they rounded it off with free agents. They took away Deion Sanders. Was, there was Charles Haley that they, that they pried away and stuff like that because it was an arms race. It was an arms race between the Niners and the Cowboys, and they won the titles in the nineties. And then guess what happened? A salary cap was was unveiled in ninety five, ninety six, and that was the last year the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Haven't done anything since. But that's the thing. It's a competitive balance in the NFL. It's a competitive balance in the NBA for the most part. It should be that way in baseball, but it never is. That's why you go into these games knowing. It's like watching SEC football, man. You know Alabama's going to be there. You know Georgia's going to be there. Major League Baseball has no... And then what? Then these teams like the Kansas City Royals of the world, the you know they, these small market teams, the Brewers and whatnot... They develop a really good player, and those players bail for New York every single time. It's annoying. There's no reason to watch Major League Baseball because there's no competitive balance. So if there's a lockout, great. To quote the movie Airplane, I say let them crash. <laughs> Surprised you've seen that. <laughs> Love Airplane. 
And you know what? If there's no baseball, that means I don't have to talk about it during the summer, which means like I could have you were gonna anyway. I could have movie reviews on Wednesdays and on Thursdays. By the way, Wednesday's movie review is going to be T two. And when I was at the Museum of Pop Culture, they had the costumes from Terminator Two there. Nice. So I have photo. I have spoiler. photos of it. Yeah. So yeah, it's spoiler for me. I don't know what they look like. But uh, hey, when we come back, uh, I was telling Pledge about the game Wordle, and I introduced to him and to Rob Thompson a new game called Purtle. And it's named after Yaka Purtle, center for the San Antonio Spurs. And it's just like Wordle, but it has a sports twist to it. And I'll tell you this much, you need to be a big NBA fan to win at this game. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. It's halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. All week long, listen to halftime for your chance to see Coheed and Cambria at the Whitewater Amphitheater. Special guest Dance Gavin Dance. This is taking place Saturday, July 16th. Again, stay tuned to San Antonio Sports Star all week long for your chance to win. In fact, if you are a fan and you have to prove that you're a fan, give us a call right now at the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines at 656-ESPN. 656-ESPN. Again, we don't want to give away these tickets to just anybody. If you are a fan of the band, again, Coheed and Cambria. Cambria. There you go. They were described, again, as kind of like a Rush, Iron Maiden type of band from the 90s and early 2000s. I got to listen to him on the way into the Queen. station. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it was eclectic. They look like Daft Punk a little bit. But if you're a big fan, call into 656-ESPN. We'll get you a pair of tickets here. First person to call in and, and prove to us on air that you are, in fact, a fan. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. We talk sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. You know, uh, the big game that people play right now, remember back in the day, it was like, hey, you want to play Words of Friends? Do you want to play Solitaire? Do you want to play any of these games on your phone? Those were the big games back in the day. Candy Crush and things like that. I know Rob Thompson's a huge Candy Crush kind of guy. But the game Wordle over the past few months has taken off Big time. Now, Wordle is a game that you basically have to guess what the winning word is by guessing letters, right? So you put a five-letter word out there. Let's say you want to put the word blame out there, and that's B-L-A-M-E. And you submit that word in, and it's going to tell you whether any of those letters are involved, right? It lights up yellow if the letter is in there. It lights up green if that letter is in the correct spot. So if you did the word blame and E is in green, that means the last letter is in the correct spot. And you have like six chances to try to figure out what the word is. It's process of elimination in your mind, if you will. Now, of course, there's going to be companies out there, there's going to be games out there that are going to try to mimic this. And the great thing is that the mimic that was done for Wordle is called Purtle. And it's named after Jakob Purtle of the San Antonio Spurs. Again, it, it 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 rhymes. It's great. Wordle, Purtle. But it works the same way. And Pledge, when I talked to you about Purtle, and I showed it to Rob Thompson, he was fascinated by it. So you can Google Purtle, a Purtle word game, and you can play it yourself. But basically, it works the same way, where you, you guess a player's name. Okay, so you have eight chances to guess who the player is. So if you go in there and say, uh, DeJounte Murray, 
It'll tell you whether or not that you have the right conference, if you have the right position, if you have the right jersey number, if you have the right height, years of experience, age or whatnot. And then you kind of do process of elimination because if you if it doesn't light up uh, green for Western Conference and it's gray, that means that you know that it's an Eastern Conference player and you kind of just m- make your way around it. I was doing one the other day, uh, Pledge, where the answer was Jalen Brown. And it's just one of those things where you're kind of going all around trying to figure out who's the who is the Pirtle of the day. But Pledge, when you saw Pirtle out there and you saw me play that with Rob Thompson, what were your thoughts? Oh, it's incredibly intriguing just because of the things that you have to kind of figure out when you're talking about the different, you know, conferences, height, uh, team, division, like all of these things that you're trying to line up. It was just incredibly from a sports fan guessing game. It kind of like it's it scratches the itch. You have to be beyond a fan. You have to be extremely knowledgeable. I would guess and say that you probably need to know who half the NBA rosters have, right? Because if you're trying to guess a player, and let's say that you are from, uh, I don't know, from L.A., and you have to figure out the name Lonnie Walker Jr., or Lonnie Walker the Fourth, for example, it, it, you know, do they know who Lonnie Walker is? Do we know who Grant Williams is with the, with the Celtics, who was the answer to one the other day as well? It's a fun game. It's a process of elimination. Uh, I'm trying to find it. There's a great article on it from USA Today talking about the game Pirtle. Uh, but basically, you just type in Pirtle word game, and you'll be able to get access to it. But it's a daily game out there, and you can see how many in a row you can do. My daughter, who's over at LSU, did a whole story about the game Wordle and how popular it is on campus because people wake up every day and they post their results. I was doing that on Twitter last week. I was posting my results. Tanner Carlson, who's our Rock the Mic champ, was also posting his as well. And it, and we're all playing the same word through US, uh, through uh, the New York Times. But uh, Pledge, Wordle, you played, it, you played it for the first time during the commercial break. Mm-hmm. You didn't seem that intrigued by that. You seem more intrigued by Pirtle than you did Wordle. Way more intrigued by Pirtle than Wordle. I don't know why, but it, it it's incredibly intriguing. Like, I'm... I may try and finish out the game that you had me start just to see. Yeah. And maybe the the fact that I got the Purtle thing right. So maybe that was... You did get it right. Maybe that was like finishing it and getting the payoff is what kind of gave me the excitement about it. Maybe if I finish what I started with Wordle and actually get whatever word it's trying to give me right now, maybe that's the payoff I need. It's funny because right now I picture people driving around. I picture people in the drive-thru getting lunch. And half the people are probably nodding their head going, dude, I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm addicted to Wordle. And what is this Purtle game that you're talking about? They're probably nodding their head. And there's probably half the people out there going, what the heck are you talking about? I don't know what any of this is. So it's so like much fun. position, t- uh, team, conference, division, height. height and jersey number and jersey, right and and years of service or years years in the league and years wow yeah so for example if you're trying to guess DeJounte Murray you know that would be like 66 jersey number 5 you know year 5 with the spurs um you know point guard it's it's interesting that the way that you have to do the process of elimination but you need to know southwest division western conference yeah Spurs, and, and you mm. you break it down, and it's so funny because 
I tried doing it off the top of my head, and I almost narrowed it down for last night's puzzle. But you know what? Is it cheating what Rob Thompson was doing? He was basically uh, looking up rosters and going, <laughs> "I'm like, dude, that's that's not how you do it, man." I mean, I mean, maybe that works a little bit, but maybe look up the rosters, but not like their heights and their jersey numbers. It's got to be some sort of way of doing it where you're not giving it away. Well, I mean, don't you do that in Wordle? No, you just throw out names. I know people do that in Scrabble. Yeah. Like, they start looking up, you know, words that contain letters to try and figure out something that they can play. That is a little bit too much energy, man. I'm not about it. Hey, Pledge, over the weekend, Mrs. and I were uh, at that hotel in Seattle, and um, I was trying to figure out how I'm going to tell off some kids that were in the room next door. Oh, God, are you going full old man get off my lawn now? Like, you're getting off social media, you're yelling at kids. <laughs> I put it in my phone. How do I handle these youths? Because, no, nah, man, they sound like young adults. They sounded like either teenagers or early 20s. How do you tell them to quiet down? And it's so funny because I didn't do anything. I didn't bang on the wall. I didn't report them down, even though they woke us up from our nap. Okay, I get that. But my wife and I were laughing. Nap? Yes, we had a big lunch and we wanted a nap before going out for going out for the evening. You know, we were gonna go out oh. and we were gonna go to the casino. It was three o'clock in San Antonio. We had to do our nap. So Michael, it Michael. was the middle of the afternoon. And uh but they were obnoxiously loud, man. They were obnoxiously loud. So I told my wife that I was gonna joke with them if they were outside. I was gonna walk out going, Hi, is this where the loud talker convention is? You know, I was going to say something funny like that, but when I opened the door, oh. they weren't there. But I'm I'm more ticked off that I had to put on pants to go outside to find find out whether or not they were outside or not. They sounded like they were outside, man. They were in the next room. Dude, it's three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> like, come on, Mike. Like, I get it if this was happening at, like, midnight or one. Yeah. And you're trying to get some sleep. But you're trying to take a nap. That's different. This is mid-afternoon. If I'm on vacation and I'm with a group of friends and we're having fun. like, Well, the thing about it is is that there's, like, three or four people in there. And the other three or four people were fine. But it was one person who was obnoxiously loud. I'm that person. <laughs> We're going to put a bow on the show on the other side. Alfred is on the line. We'll get to you on the other side. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Hey, guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. All week long, listen to Halftime with me for your chance to see Coheed and Cambria at Whitewater Amphitheater. See Coheed and Cambria, a window of the Waking Mind Tour, Saturday, July 16th, with special guest Dance Gavin Dance. Again, stay tuned to San Antonio Sports Star all week long for your chance to win. You know, I've been asking, are there fans of this band, Coheed and Cambria? And if there are, I want to give you a pair of tickets. And we have Alfred on line one. Alfred, tell me about this band, man. Do you like them? First things first, great intro pledge on Incubus. <laughs> second thing second, Cody and Cambria is, is okay, but he man, tell me again who you compared them to. Someone compared them to I want to roast you a little bit. Okay, so so some emo one on one. Okay, they were compared to Iron Maiden, Queen, mm -hmm. and Rush. 
Jesus, oh my goodness. <laughs> I do not compare them to any of them. They are more of a chick fan. My wife loves them. I'm a big Dance Gavin Dance fan. There you go. Uh, but I can, I can, I, I grew up with Coheed. Is it my preference? No. They're more just too high pitched voice for me. Uh, I would compare them to AFI. You probably don't know what that is. Uh, but wifey loves them. Wifey loves them. More of a chick man, I would say. But you're a fan of Dance Gavin Dance? Oh, huge fan of Dance Gavin Dance. Seen him three times. Love him. And I I've love I love Alfred to bag on Michael whenever I can, but he is in his in all fairness to him, these are what other people describe this band as sounds like to him. Uh, well see, he manages the type of guy I feel like he thinks each of us is too hard. Wait, say it again? Uh, someone who what? Jimenez is the type of guy where I think he would think Incubus is too hard. Oh, my God. Yeah. I uh, feel like Jimenez is the guy. I love this guy. use a porta potty. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't use a porta potty at a concert. I'll tell you that right. Very nice. Alfred, you were about to win tickets. No, he got him. He got him. I love it. I love when they come at me with that. But here's the thing. Um, uh, Dude, I mean, I don't know how to how to take that, you know, because Incubus is not a bad band. They rock out. I mean, are they're not the hardest band out there. But if you like to know what kind of music I like to listen to that's rock related, big fan of the Foo Fighters. I'm a big fan of Incubus. Stone Temple Pilots is probably my favorite band of all time that's rock genre. I like listening to some Metallica, uh, like old school Def Leppard, old school Van Halen. Um, so I don't know, man. And you know what? I have used a porta potty a time or two. Dude, come on, man. This is San Antonio. I've been to Fiesta. Fiesta's nothing but porta potties out there. Come on, man. But you know what? I like it. I dig the fact that he thinks that way of me because what that means to me, Alfred, is that you listen to this show and you have an opinion about me. And I'm super excited about it. Alfred, I hope you and your wife enjoy the show. Thank you for listening. And you have. You make fun of me all you want, man. I absolutely adore, I love it, man. Uh, but you know what? I do like rock music from time to time, so nothing wrong with that. And we had a lot of people reaching out to us on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, one of my favorite comments out there was uh, someone saying, baseball lockout, woohoo! I agree, man. Baseball, right now, if there's not an agreement made today, we might miss at least one month of the baseball season. And to be honest with you, I am all about that. I am not a big fan of baseball i was a big fan growing up but not anymore rocky garza jr says i'm addicted to the game purtle we were talking about that me and pledge are talking about the new game purtle which is very much like wordle but it's a sports version of it where you have to guess who the player is you're not guessing what they're what they how they spell their name you're guessing by clues as to who they are based on jersey number Based on number of years of service, age, uh, what division they're in, what team they play for, you have to sort all of that out. Again, it's called Purtle, and it's a it's a really cool game. You can just Google it and find it. And uh, man, pledge, Alfred just completely went after me when getting these tickets. Right now, I can see uh, Pledge on the other line right now talking to Alfred, and Alfred's apparently cracking him up because apparently I have this. Uh, I guess people think that I'm kind of lighthearted in a way, that I won't do certain things, that I won't go out there and rock out. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I have I have body surfed before. I I I was young at some point. Hey Pledge, are you there? Dude. 
ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. All I see is Pledger just laughing and laughing and laughing at me right now. But uh, again, hey, the Spurs are back in action tonight. 7 o'clock tip-off <laughs> against the Memphis Grizzlies. This wraps up the rodeo road trip. Spurs will have a winning record for the rodeo road trip. One game behind New Orleans for that 10th spot. And, dude, I'm trying to reach out to you. And all I see you is just laughing and laughing and laughing with Alfred. Did, oh, did, 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 Alfred, did, did he come Alfred at me hard again? Alfred was going at you hard again. Oh, yeah, okay. He get, went get... hard at you off the air as, just like he did on the air. Was it even worse? Oh, yeah. Did it, Did any of it have to deal with the movies that I reviewed? Oh, no. Okay, it was just me as a person. Yeah, just you as a person. Is it, is it because I bring cheese to the station? Is it because I'm sure that probably has something to do with it that wasn't brought up, but I, I mean, he, he says he, I, that I would think that Incubus is hard. I mean, come on, Incubus. I mean, yeah, I can see where you like, get that. Pardon me, Incubus, <laughs> Drive Incubus. Come on, man. I mean, they they do go pretty hard on some songs, they're a good band, they're a good band. I mean, come on. I mean, do people think that I listen to, like, Billy Ocean all day long? I mean, do they think that I listen to the Pointer Sisters? I mean, come on, man. I was just at the Nirvana and Pearl Jam exhibit in Seattle talking about how great it was. And someone's coming at me going, and, and I'm giving them tickets. I had all the power in the world pledged to say, no, Alfred, you don't get any of this. Is that too hard for you? Is that a spaceship? Thank you, Miss Baby. I don't. I mean, why? Why would that be too hard, dude? I mean, I don't get it. But I like it. You, but pledge. People is, have their narrative of what you are. I know, and you know what? They listen to this show. But this is halftime. Hey, Minix and Ryan Angle will be back at four o'clock for the Blitz. This is halftime on San Antonio Sports.